I know that with this podcast, everyone just expected me to be funny all the time, vulgar, um, loud, disrespectful. But to be honest, I'm I'm like an onion. I have many many layers. I'm a daughter. I'm a mom. I'm a teen mom. Um, I'm the daughter of a former addict. I'm a former addict. I'm I'm a I'm a abuse survivor. I I am a funny person. I I I, I do say vulgar jokes, but I'm so much more than that. People wouldn't expect me to be passionate about certain things. I love God. I, I, I love. I love God. Um, I, I'm not perfect. I, I try to do. I try to do right. I try to spend my time with God every day. Um, me, it, at one point, I was I was flat broke and I couldn't even tithe. Well, I couldn't even. I w- I wasn't even tithing. And I couldn't tie, so I couldn't even tie. So I promised God that I would, my 10% would be two hours and 40 minutes for each day to spend with him. And that's how I would pay my, pay my ties by spending time with him. So when I was able to get in a position to pay ties, I still spent my time with him. But on top of that, I was able to tie and I don't care what I get money from. I make sure I tie faith, faithfully, faithfully. Um, my biggest aspiration is to be a, philan- a philanthropist. That, that's my biggest in- aspiration. That's my biggest goal is to, is to bring awareness to different situations and to give back. I'm the mother of a black son. I'm a mother of what I like to call her, my personal generational curse breaker. I'm the mother of a daughter with bilateral hearing loss. I'm a person that has experienced trauma. I have experienced loss. I've been to, to a lot of places. Um, I'm a certified narcissist. I worked in mental health. I worked in med surge. I worked in gynecology and oncology. So there's a I worked in nursing home settings. So you're not just gonna get one thing. It's not a one dimensional thing. Um, I've seen so much. I've 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 done different things. Um, I was even a server, and I love that job. It was fast. But there's no telling what I might say or what my topic may be because I have experienced a lot. I have experienced a lot. I just want to, I just feel like together we can fix the world. And I know it may be too optimistic or cliche, but that's just what I want to do. I feel like if a lot of us do a little, we can get more achieved versus one person doing something. And I just want to be one of those persons giving, doing, doing my part and build a team up for what we all can do our part and everyone can help each other. Um, America is one of the richest states. Even though we say we're in debt, we're in about our with our economy, um, we don't have to worry about a lot of things that other countries worry about. I, I went to Mexico recently, and the conditions that they live in, we, we we go over there for for vacation. It's it's glamorous to us. We're going, we go to. We go out of the country to experience their culture, but we're, but we're not experiencing their culture. We're only experiencing the scenery, and they they build these resorts in in little islands for 
us to travel and to feel safe and to see the glory and the and the glamorous side of their country. But if you were to actually just go into their country and go to where and see how some of these people live, they're they're living in destitute. Some of the houses don't have roofs. Some of the things that I've seen in Mexico, you wouldn't have dared. I, I remember looking at, I remember watching the movie Shatas and seeing how they lived. When I went there and I, I didn't, I didn't, I hadn't been to Jamaica, but when we went to Mexico, we saw some of those houses and they looked just like the movie Shatas. And then imagine living in a country where they're having war on top of your head. We don't, yes, yes, we have, yes, poverty is real in the United States. Poverty is real in the United States. But I've come to learn now, just recently, that poverty is a mindset. And our behaviors and our habits keep us in poverty. I'm not talking about anyone because when I say us, I'm speaking about myself. I'm learning from my habits and things that I used to do. Um, money that I have accumulated over the years that may have gotten me out of poverty, but instead I did different things with it. I probably, um, me and my kids for years took trips multiple times during the year. We're going to have a big Christmas, you know, you're going to do Christmas, um, birthdays, just going, going, it's food at the house, but you're going out to eat. Yeah, of course, yes, you do need to, to reward the children and take them on a nice break and take them on vacation. But if you have to work extra in order to make up the money that you're missing from taking them on a vacation, that vacation was not supposed to have taken place in the first time. In, in the first place, I feel um, it's if I, I can't I can't take any more trips till I can afford to pay for that trip up front. If I have to piece and piece that trip, or I have to piece and piece going and piece and piece coming back, this trip should not be taken until I'm I'm financially stable and. Even with birthdays and holidays, um, going out to eat and celebrating, like I, I, I would feel, I would feel as if I worked hard all week, you know, ripped rip and ran with the kids all week. It's the weekend, I'm off, so I deserve to go out. I deserve to have a drink. No, baby, you need to save that money and put it towards your your and put it towards your future. That's what you need to do. You you deserve to put that money towards your future. Um, in hindsight, my twenties and my and my thirties, I parted a lot when I should have been working hard to set my older self up. So when I got older, or as I get older. I will be able to live comfortably and not work as hard. Or make my children work as hard to assist in taking care of me because I didn't do what I was supposed to do when I when I was a younger person. Um it goes even even with my even with my health, even with doing that I would do doubles, you know. You got, you got to work for what you want, especially back then when you weren't making any money. You had to work doubles. So I'll do doubles. I'll even work 12, 14 hour shifts. Go home. Get ready. Go to the club and go right back to work. 
the next morning with a minimum of one to three hours worth of sleep. Um, that took a toll on my body. The partying, the drinking every weekend, sometimes on a weekday, that took a toll on my body. That caused my blood pressure to be elevated. And the, and the eating habits, because when I drink, I, didn't, I don't care what I eat. I eat anything. I go to Waffle House in the middle of the night, and I'm going home, and I'm sleeping on it. And, and I did this for years. So, of course, I accumulated extra weight. My A1C levels is which um, your A1C levels is how um, healthcare providers determine whether you are diabetic or not. So my A my A1C elevated over the years. Now I'm pre- I'm not diabetic, but if I don't change my eating habits and my drinking habits, I will be a diabetic. But I refuse to be a diabetic. I'm already on high blood pressure pills, but I'm working on that now to get that off. Because at the end of the at the end of the day, I I don't want to go into renal failure. I don't want to go on dialysis. I don't want to have a kidney transplant. I don't want to I don't want to do that. Um, I remember being in a relationship thinking that. It was going to kill me, like, mentally, like, physically. But the whole time, I was, I've been killing myself with my, with my eating habits, with my drinking habits, even with me not getting enough, my, enough breaths. Um, it's been killing me. A, a lack of exercise. Um, some people don't know that heart disease is the biggest killer. And, Women, especially black women, we are at a higher rate of dying from heart disease. And heart disease is something that you accumulate plaque in your arteries over time. And that buildup eventually leads to a myocardial infarction, which is a different word for a heart attack. So you're building, you're, you're building, you're building up plaque and you're deteriorating these arteries over, over time. You know, we're thinking that we're going to cook our kids a good meal and a good meal. We're thinking like we're going to cook them some fried chicken, probably some greens with some, uh, ham hocks or pigtails in there. Um, all of that stuff contributes to heart disease, even like real moms. And we're tired. You've been up all morning. You probably had went to school, took the kids to school. The kids still have practice to go to, football practice, basketball practice, well, whatever. You got a comb hair. So the quickest thing for you to do, you still have to feed them. The quickest thing for you to do is stop by McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell, whatever, any fast food restaurant, and grab something to eat so you can still fulfill your needs as a parent. It's hard. It is hard, but that fast food is also the reason why heart disease is one of the biggest killers in the U.S. Um, I know that that, that contributes to my my weight gain a lot. A lot of that. I'm just gonna grab some. Or oh, we finna have some good, and I'll make some Philly cheesesteaks. Which, well, any any food that I was considering making that's good for me and my family necessarily wasn't have, uh, healthy for for me and my children. Now, over the course of a few years, I don't my children don't, don't drink Kool Aid. I don't buy Kool Aid at all. I don't use pork. And when I cook my vegetables, I use turkey tails. I don't fry as much, but I, we, we still don't eat as healthy as we should because I still will make the Philly cheesesteaks. I find myself making Philly cheesesteak egg rolls. Or sometimes, like, I will work a lot, and I will be like, well, I need to have something that's readily available for them. And it will be, like, the Totino's pizza rolls or the pizzas. Um... 
the, the sausage puffs on the sticks, noodles, just um, vainas, just anything that's readily available because I know how um, how busy that I can get in. And, you know, if your kids are older and you leave them at home, you still, they're older enough to take care of themselves, but you still worry about them having to cook or them having to use the microwave. So I tried to have things that was readily available to them. I have a six-year-old and my eight-year-old, um, they, they will be at the house together sometimes. So I would want them to be able to make the noodles and or make the put some pizza rolls in the oven or pancake or whatever and and not be a not risk harming themselves but or even even hot dogs like that's another that's another thing that um i need to steer away from as well feeding them hot dogs i um found out so much stuff goes into hot dogs and but that was just another this this just a, not was it still is one of my go-to quick meals for 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 the kids. Um, we, we had a busy day. I, I know this gonna fill them up. Hot dogs, some chili, some cheese, and and go on. Don't get me wrong. I I cook. I I, I love to cook. I love to cook for my family. I love to cook for my children. I love when they say, "Oh, mama, that was that was good." I I genuinely love to cook. Hell, I cook for you if I think you're gonna like it. I just I love to to make people happy um, with my food, but as I'm making them happy, their happy is mental because the body is not happy. All those, um, a lot of food that I was cooking and still cook, it's not making our bodies healthy. It's not making our bodies happy. And over the course of years, my body has now re- reacted to my eating and drinking habits. My my bones ache. Um, I don't have a gallbladder, which oh baby, let me tell somebody's damn gallbladder. Baby, y'all, when I found out, well, I didn't even find out about this gallbladder. I was, my stomach was hurting, and I go to the emergency room, and go in there complaining, the stomach pains, I like this, I would tell them, this pain is worse than when I was having contractions, and I would go to those dang on hospitals, and all of them would, would be like, um, well, it's hard to pinpoint what's wrong with your stomach, because anything can contribute to your stomach aching. I'm not knowledgeable enough about gallbladders or gallstones to say or, or request an ultrasound at this point. So I'm just, they give me the little stomach medicine, whatever. That was even giving me STD tests when I was telling them about my stomach. That was the first thing they gave me really was the STD um, test. And once they came back negative, um, they gave me some stomach medicine. Which I was like, I'm not taking this shit. That that's not what it is. And I did that over a course of I know like a, a year or probably a couple of years, I'm sure. But I never knew what it was. Cause they wouldn't ever say anything. I remember going to um a hospital, the biggest hospital in in my in the capital of the city that I live in, and one of the nurses Typed in my report, none appearing ill, saying that I came to the emergency room and I didn't appear ill. Um, ma'am, I don't have to appear ill to be sick. You learned that in nursing school that the patient tells you how they're feeling. Um, I have a very high pain tolerance. I had my first child when I was 15 years old. No epidural. I pushed her out myself. My son, I had him at twenty. I did the same thing. I was I was agitated, but my 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 tolerance for pain is very high, so I don't have to come to the hospital looking a mess. If I'm telling you my stomach is hurting, I don't have to look like my stomach is hurting. 
Um, I, I know we had, I had just, um, came back from somewhere. So I just had on, I threw on a cute little dress. But I, I threw on a wig. Well developed. Well developed. I still got that damn report, y'all. If y'all, if somebody don't believe me, I still got that goddamn report. Some fucking word. Well developed. Cause I got big breasts. Girl, you ain't got to tell these damn people my titty big. And, and what, what is me looking see? got to do with you putting this shit in the port. I understand if some people may come to the hospital and get a doctor's report just because they don't just because they don't go to work. Be said like none of your motherfucking business. It ain't your none of your motherfucking business and but the whole time I really was fucking sick. So I ended up um I was at work one 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 night. It had been going I was like, why why am I so nauseous? I had been nauseous for a while. Beef. Beef was making me nauseous a lot. And I was like, I can't eat no beef. I be on a damn burger. I can't eat no beef. That shit made me so nauseous. And I wonder why I was being nauseous. I was like, on Tuesday, I know I'm not pregnant. But then, like, the pain started becoming more constant. Whereas at first, I get a pain here, a pain there. Now, I was getting a pain every time I ate. If I ingested something... I, I was going to hurt, and I was at work, and I, and, and I kept on working. And through me keep on working, people was thinking that So I went to um back to the doctor and this is when COVID was a was a um COVID had just hit. Um I'm a CNA. I was taking my um taking prerequisites, prerequisite courses. And I was like, Well, once I get done with this class, I'm going to go travel, I'm going to go make me some money, I'm about to go make a bag. The, the, um, he told me he was like, "Well, you know, when when COVID happened, surgery stopped, so surgery is backed up, and you won't be able to get in the surgery soon. You will have to take off work and wait until your surgery time." So I had to sit down my plans of going to go travel were over because i had to sit down they didn't want um my gallbladder to rupture because that's how bad it had gotten um so i i sit down eventually i didn't sit down right away because i was like if i don't if i don't eat nothing if I just go all day without eating nothing, then I, I'll be okay. So I, that's what I do. I, I lost, I lost so much weight because I, the pain was, it had been gotten, had gotten so unbearable. At, at one point, um, I was just, I, I just stopped eating and started eating 
one time a day, like something small, because it had got to the point where I was sitting out that I don't even remember eating nothing this this particular day. I don't, I don't know what I ate the day before, but I was getting out the shower. I had no clothes on at all. I was getting out the shower, and it hit me so bad. I thought I was having a heart attack. I thought I was about to die. And I just, I, I don't, I, I was trying to, I had my phone trying to call somebody, but I, it was like I just couldn't call. It's just how much pain I was in. And I just um, collapsed on the living room floor. And my daughter, I don't know how old she was at the time. Maybe she was like four. And she 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 knew what what it what her daddy name looked like in my phone, so she FaceTimed her daddy and said, "Daddy, come get us, cause Mama dead." So he um me and him weren't even together at the time, but he still came and picked me up off that floor and and got me and took me to his apartment and. I laid, I, I just went on here and laid down. He was like, you, you want to go to the emergency room? I was like, no, because I already know what's going on with me. I already know what it is. If the pain don't stop, then I go. I just wanted to just lay down and, and just go to sleep and, and forget about it. I mean, they, they sent me home with pain pills, but I didn't really want to take them because they were narcotics and I I had a um a pain pill addiction. So I was trying it, it was hard for me to be in pain, need that medicine, but know that I might relapse and go overboard with it. So I I just um I tried to bear with the the, the best the best I could. So finally, finally I went on here and got got the dang home surgery. But I was I was thinking it was I was like, what caused? It was just all that bad eating, not taking care of myself, just running my body, running my body, running my body, and running my body. Not a, a, a lack of sleep, a lack of exercise, um, over ingesting food excessive drink drinking of alcohol like just over, over the years i had bad like i used to i used to eat chitlins i'm gonna smother the hell out of some pork chops i'm gonna fry some chicken like i'm 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 cooking and i'm eating and then talking about eating after that i'm like oh what, what, what we eating sweet this just you that was just years and years of wear and tear that i put on my body um, thinking about like my grandmama and even her mom, they they lived to be in their early sixties. So if I'm now I'm thirty four, if I keep eating the way that I eat and having a lack of exercise, then that means for me, I roughly got thirty um thirty years to live and. I want to be around longer than another 30 years because in 30 years, the, 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 my baby going to be 36. I'm going to want to see my children reach their full potential. I'm going to want to see my grandbabies help out with them. Um, I want to grow old with my sisters and still go on Bourbon Street. I'm still want to be in my nieces and my nephews' lives. I'ma still want to be active in the in the community. Um, I gotta he my ex, but his family said my in laws. So it don't even matter. But my father in law, like he he, he old, but he he still he still get around compared to some of his counterparts. I. I take care of people all the time, and a lot of people are bed bound, and 
can't do half of the stuff that he do. Can't think for themselves. Can't speak up for themselves. Can't walk. Can't change themselves. They're out there. Their mental status is altered. And a lot of those people that I take care of, especially in the long-term care facilities, like the nursing home, they're there because the bottom line, they're eating habits or their life choices. Because if you're if you're in a nursing home facility due to a stroke and now you're not able to move, that was because your blood pressure was high. Your blood pressure gets elevated because of stress and eating habits. Um, if someone is in the nursing home and they're no longer walking because they don't have fingers or feet or legs, they had to get those limbs removed because of diabetes. That's well, I, I know some people are born with diabetes, but still for it to get that bad for it, for it, um, that the severity of getting your limbs removed, that's because you're still making poor choices when it comes down to your eating. So I just recently really made that connection. Like mostly everybody is in that nursing home because of life choices and eating choices. And when I say life choices, I do have some patients that are bed bound because they have HIV, which is, you know, a life choice as well. Um, when I say the body is a temple, it's more than you only get one. Um, I see the true meaning of that now. Like, I am so overweight. I'm, I'm considered obese at this point. And it's, it's because I wasn't taking care of myself. I was thinking that I was taking care of myself because I was enjoying myself. I was enjoying myself, but I was not taking care of myself. I was just running my body down to the ground. And I started early. So they say it's like I didn't live fast and I didn't, I've, I've aged my body to be older than what I actually really am. My knees be hurting. I used to have big knees, baby. Baby, these is not the same knees. I was doing a twisted rolling and a dip, baby, dip. Uh, and what, what, what I used to always get it ready, get it ready, get it ready. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Talk that shit now, bro. Baby, um, walk it like a dog. Mm-mm. Baby, no. None of that no more. None of that. I be trying to do the flex. And, uh, go all the way down. Baby, baby ain't going nowhere. Baby, them needs to, uh-uh. You ain't get, uh-uh. No, God. Then they say, who you flexing? Who you flexing? You ain't flexing. You ain't flexing, son. No, sis. No flexing today, sis. You can flex a little bit, sis, but you ain't going down, sis. You got to let me that, sis. Build them knees, say. And, baby, let me try to uh, go to work and go out. The next day, I'm going to be like, who did I find? Who did I find? No, no, sis, you were trying to flex, sis. And I told you you had a limit. But they do say what's making you think different, sis. But I had already told you we had this this previous discussion, sis, about your knee tolerance. Now it's not the same, sis. But you never be listening. Every time do say do say have a talk with you, you do what do say say. You do what it say. Every time you don't listen to me, sis. About them knees and them legs, sis. My auntie used to tell me all the time, Candace, you be going out and you don't be having no clothes on in the wintertime. When did that air hitting them bones? When your ass get old, them bones don't ache. And I'm like, girl, I ain't finna put on no hoes, no full set of clothes, no, no clothes. I should be staying my fucking ass at home. If it was too cold for me to put on some motherfucking clothes, I should stay my motherfucking ass at home. I should have, because he damn, every time my auntie said it happened, but I had started putting on clothes and 
putting on jackets to cover my chest up like she said. But she, I did that shit a little bit too late. Now I feel like, um, I think everything I got going on me is reversible. Medically speaking, it's reversible. I did some damage, but it's, it's reversible. I know everything I got is reversible with some weight loss. I just gotta, I gotta, I gotta be better disciplined. My discipline and my consistency. Um, I don't want to say I have a problem because I feel as if I say I have a problem with being disciplined and a problem with being consistent that I'm speaking that into existence and those issues that I have will continue. I'm going to say I used to have a problem with consistency and discipline. Moving forward, I'm going to be more disciplined and more consistent as to where I will be more healthy and live longer so I can be able to be active with my with my children. I don't want to keep eating and drinking and to the point where one day that I'm immobile. And I'm not able to assist my children with their kids or move. You know, I, I like I like I said, I want to be a philanthropist. How, how can I philanthropist? And, and frolic around the world like I want to if I'm immobile, if I can't take care of myself, if I can't think to think for myself because of my eating habits or my life choices. I got to begin to take better care of my body, better care of my soul and my mind, my, my mental which my mental is much better than what it used to be. It really is. It really is. I thank God for that too. Is in a better state. It, it's not where it should be. My mental ain't the best, man. You know, I'm, I'm still a little chopped motherfucker screwed up there. But it's better. I just need to get my health in line. Cause baby, let me tell you something. I didn't, I, I, I'd have been, uh, pescatarian. I went on the vegan kit. Went on a vegetarian kit. I done been on so many kits. I'll go work out for a minute. Then me and my friend did real good during the pandemic. I don't know if it was because we was bored. Probably because we was fucking, we, 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 no, we weren't even bored. We were just trying to get, because both of us had just lost our gallbladders. We had just lost our gallbladders, both of us. And we knew it was because our eating. We had, we had started doing good. We was eating, we was eating, we was eating more healthy. Um, oh, y'all had made this cabbage soup. Baby, that cabbage soup was so motherfucking good. It was delicioso. It was, baby. And she made this, um, some type of soup that she made. I don't know what she put in, but I know it was like some avocado. Like, you wouldn't think that avocado go in no soup, honey. Baby, that avocado was, baby, that avocado was avocado and then it's soup, baby. With some of that mushroom, I don't know what she did, baby. It was so good. And then we would get off, we worked seven to, well, I worked seven to seven. She came in eleven to seven. We would get off every morning at 7 o'clock. I didn't have to take no kids to school when I worked because that was the one virtual. So every morning, we'll get off from work, and we'll go straight to the gym every morning. So, you know, I was I was, I was, I was a little, I was a little sick. thing. I was doing good. But, you know, shoot, sometimes I ended up like, it's a whole other thing within itself. I ended up being in my feelings about something else and being depressed and what what I'ma do? I'ma drink. I was like, I need a drink. I need a drink. Um anytime something go on, something don't go my way. I need a drink. They don't gonna call my friends. Bitch, what a drink set. Bitch, we need to go for a drink. Instead of just sitting down and, and praying to God, I'm going to go out for a drink. And we, we, we finna go out. 
if I'm feeling some type of way. Long day at work, I need a drink. Patience getting on my nerves, I need a drink. Uh, children doing something in school, I need a drink. Can't go across the street, I need a drink. I drop my keys on the floor, I need a drink. I need a drink. Uh, chicken go across the road, I need a drink. I pass by Popeyes, oh, I need a drink. So I need a, I will always need a drink. And, you know, when you need a drink, you want food. And for me, I was like, I need to get the Greasy's burger so I can be able to drink and not be sick and have no hangover. And this is what it was. So, so we would, um, we would go drink, we would go eat. Then, then, so, then I ended up not, not working there no more and going through some life changes. So, I stopped, um, going to the gym every day. I did. I know in between I ended up getting COVID, but after COVID, I did go back. So I stopped going to the gym every day. Feeling fucking love. Let me tell you something about that heavyweight, baby. That shit. I was like, I don't have heavyweight. Yup, heavyweight. We're going to the gym every motherfucking day. I, I dwindled down, but I still was, you know, I still was a bad little boosh. Baby. Send love that damn boy. That damn man. I don't call him no boy. He a man. Send love that damn man. Baby, we would We We were partying. We was we consumed. I'm in, I'm in. I mean, I, I. Go, we was about to go somewhere, cause we were always spend some time together. I'm finna go somewhere. I put, I pulled something up, I was like, ooh, I done gained some weight. Cause why I can't fit this? Ooh, I gotta lose some weight. I gotta lose some motherfucking weight. Cause we'll be up at night, like, ooh. What we finna eat? I got the munchies. Who we finna eat? Oh, baby, I'm finna fix this in the middle of the night. Go to sleep on this shit. Do, you know, do what we do. You know, we gonna do what we do. And that's how you, that's how they waste to come on your ass. Especially if you ain't working out and y'all just, we just wrapped up in, in, in one another. So, but his sister started helping me, you know, trying to lose weight. And we were going to the gym. She rocking my ass. Now, baby, she would have me. I was like, oh, child. Here, go back where you came from. Shit, because you worried me with all this. Shit, this, this all. But she got a bad-ass body now. She got a bad-ass body, baby. Bad-ass body, baby. Like, you, if you need a personal trainer and you trying to be fine, you trying to have that ass right and slim on down, and look like a woman. She ain't gonna have you look like no bodybuilder. Shout out to y'all bodybuilders. I mean, y'all do what y'all do. I ain't hang. But you know, y'all, y'all look how y'all wanna look this y'all go. But some of us be wanna be smaller and not be muscular. And she, she can help you that you still gonna look like a woman. You still gonna be soft, baby. Um, bodies by Buffy, baby. She will get you all the way together, honey. But like I said, baby, me, me and consistency and, and my discipline, that shit was out of whack. It was just so out of whack. So I did this shit for two months and I stopped. And what went back to basking in the globe, but, but in, in with that, you know, and you know, dealing with kids and dealing with life, you kind of, Lose yourself. You know, I don't know if you lose yourself. I, I lost my motherfucking self. And I found myself, shit, gaining fucking weight. Gaining weight. I wasn't, I wasn't self-caring. Like I was self-caring. Like I go 
like like I'm a weird girl. Sometimes we like to go sit down and get my hair did. I wasn't dressing up because like if I don't feel if I don't feel my best and I ain't 100 percent. If I'm not 100 percent, I don't want to do nothing. I don't want to go nowhere. I especially especially talking about going out or going out to eat or something. No, I'm 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 going to want to be 100 percent. And I feel like lately I have not, I, I, I know, I don't feel like, I know for a fact that I have not been a hundred percent. And to them girls that be one hundred percent, like, y'all go to work, go to school, hold down the house, dealing with your kids, still, when I say one hundred percent, it's like, Hair on point, nails on point, makeup on point. I know that's not everybody's thing, but that's my thing. That's what I like to do. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I had got to the point where I was concerned with, well, these kids need these. Well, I need these. Well, this, this has to be paid. This is due. So I need to work this double. I need to work a double here. But I still need to also make time to go to this parent meeting. Take take my daughter to practice. Um I got a daughter that's in college. Well I need to make sure that I'm able to do this for her. For me as a parent as a sister, as a cousin, as a daughter, as a niece, as a, when you have a significant other, I feel like I was putting myself last in order to put everybody first to show everyone how much I love them, which I love everyone wholeheartedly, but at the same time, I like to be glamorous. I like to have my hair done. I, I, I like, I enjoy love getting my feet done. Like the best person to do my feet is my partner, Denise, me, uh, nails by Nisi. Baby, when I tell you the best pedicure I ever had in my life, like I enjoyed it. She also gave me my little spiritual advice, honey. But I, I enjoy this shit. I, I love it. I love that my, uh, my cousin, Pretty Chrissy. That's the family makeup artist. I enjoy sitting down, getting my face beat. Like I enjoy being a girl and getting dolled up, but I, I just, I, I just was not finding the time to fit that in, and that's something that I enjoy, I enjoy, like, I, I'm a, I'm a big girl, shout out to all my other big, shout out to all the women, shout out to all the mamas, and even if you're not a mama, even when you're not a mama, and you never came through life, it's still hard to juggle personal life with business and, and you know, family. Because even when you, even when you're not a parent, you still have to juggle multiple relationships as far as being a daughter, being a sister, being a cousin, a friend, and a spouse. So shout out to everybody trying to make it in life but still be there for them. Trying to be there for everyone, but still trying to be there for you. All of us need self-care, men and women. Not just women, men need self-care as well. Ladies, and this, and when I say men need self-care as, as well, I'm going to tell y'all this. Ladies, when a man, if a man, you with that man, and he works, he provides, he makes sure you emotionally stable, he made sure he create an atmosphere in that house for you to thrive. If he want to play that motherfucking game, let that nigga play that motherfucking game. Because I'm going to tell you this. If that's his zen time and he feel like that's his self-care time, let that be his self-care time. You're not going to go. He's not going to come to you and tell you that getting your hair done and getting your nails done is not a part of self-care. That's just a accessory that you want. So when that man say let him play that game, if he's if he's not playing that game all day, if he's providing for you and that family, and he's creating that atmosphere for you all to thrive, let that man play that game. Let him play that motherfucking game. When he playing that game, it's not hurting you. And at the end of the day, you see exactly where he is. You see he at home playing that game. So if you don't want him at home playing that game, why he 
basking in his zen, basking in his peace. And he go somewhere else and find peace because you ain't let him play that game of peace at home. Don't don't fucking say shit. You ain't you 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 can't you can't complain. You can't nag. We always say, um, I know I'm off subject, but I gotta say this. We say happy wife, happy life. No ma'am, no sir. If that man is making you happy, you need to make him happy as well. I'm not married. I have never been married, but I have been in multiple relationships enough to learn how to do it wrong. I know what I know the wrong things to do in relations. I know what I did wrong. I can't even speak on what somebody else did to me in a relationship. I know what I did wrong. That happy wife, happy life shit is the bullshit. You have to make sure if your if your husband making sure that you're happy. You got to make sure that man is happy as well. It's not a one-sided thing. It's, it, it's two sides. Um, you don't want him to be selfish with you, so don't be selfish with him. Um, I think I done ranty long enough. And I know I can rant on some more, but I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to leave it like that. Um, Women, let's take care of ourselves, better care of ourselves, learn how to balance being a mother. Even if you're not a, not a mother, learn how to balance being um, the best worker, sister, daughter, spouse, friend, cousin, aunt. Let's learn how to balance that and balance our self-care. I met a lady in the gym the other day, and she told me that, the most important person to yourself is you. If you're not taking care of you to the utmost, how can you take care of somebody else? Take care of you first. You and your needs come first. You need you in order to thrive in the best atmosphere that you can thrive in. You cannot thrive for your kids if you're not being First priority to yourself. You cannot thrive in an office space if you're not being first priority to yourself. Take care of yourself mentally first. Mental, mental health is everything. Take care of your mental. Take care of your physical. Take care of your spiritual. And then, and only then, will you be able to sufficiently and adequately take care of those around you. All my listeners, I love y'all. You might not believe it, but I do. My heart is big enough to love everybody. Um, I see y'all next week, baby. I'm shut up, motherfucking Candace, baby. Ah.